We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game edition. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got my co-host Taylor Peterson along for the ride. Jacob, I actually just got a notification. I uh, actually tested into the NBA's COVID protocol, so I'm going to have to dip out on your own. Sorry, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> we are coming to you live after the Thunder have lost to the Sacramento Kings, one seventeen to one eleven, out. In what a California. Game. Uh, what a game. An interesting game to to say the least. The Thunder absolutely decimated by COVID protocol. Before we get into all that, though, if you're joining us late night on the live stream tonight, thanks for hopping on. You know we appreciate you guys. If you're downloading the show, thank you as well. Make sure to drop a five-star rating wherever you download our podcast at. Send us a screenshot on whatever social media platform you prefer. We'll mail you out some stickers. I just mailed out like a ton of 10 envelopes yesterday of stickers. Uh, so yeah. keep sending those five stars over. We will keep mailing stickers out. Those of you who have got stickers, make sure to uh, to tweet them and tag us in it so we can retweet you. We'd love to see where you're putting your stickers at. If it's on your car, <laughs> uh, on your, your MacBook. I don't know where else do people Jake put stickers. Jake and I have done both. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> and I- Legit looks really nice. Like I'm really yeah, they're they're it. high quality stickers for <laughs> sure. So we're I don't even know if I've said this yet. We're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, awesome <laughs> podcast network. We are also the official podcast of SI Thunder. Check out SI Thunder for all of your Thunder news. Taylor, this one kind of went about how we expected with the Thunder absolutely decimated with COVID protocol. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl out, Derek Favors out, 
Josh Giddy out. Trey Mann out. Darius uh, Baisley out. Darius Baisley out. Coach Dagnall out. Coach Dagnall out. <laughs> like, Assistant coach Mike yeah. Bliss out. Um, just the the team. There's is, like two is, other assistant coaches out. Yes, team is decimated. Um, that's the bad news. The bad news is COVID is making the rounds in mm-hmm. the Oklahoma City locker room. Good news is there were still players available to play. Good <laughs> news is, as far as we know, all Thunder players are vaccinated, yes. uh, and we don't know if any of those positives are symptomatic or not, but. We know that with vaccinated and especially boosted people, the symptoms are incredibly mild, if not asymptomatic. So they should all right. knock on wood, be be just fine. And the NBA has lowered COVID protocol now to six days instead of 10. So we should see those players back in action early next week. But we still got to wait and see news. if anybody else comes down that with a positive news. test. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, Taylor, with that being said, the Thunders trotted out a starting lineup tonight of Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Lou Dort, Aaron Wiggins, Paul Watson, and Isaiah Roby off the bench, guys like Just Gabby as expected. Deck. Yes, Gabby Deck, Olivier Saar, uh, Teo Maladone, Ty Jerome, Mike Muscala, Kenrich Williams. Uh, no minutes for Scotty Hobson or Rob Edwards. They were the two DNPs tonight. Obviously, um, Vit Krejci has not played this season, but he was out with an ankle turn tonight as well. Jacob Sar doesn't even show up on my stat sheet that I have on my app. Oh, really? <laughs> they don't even have him on my, uh, yeah, they don't even have him. 12 listed. minutes for Sar, four points, five rebounds, he two played blocks. Great. Yeah, we'll, we'll, stifle we'll get tower. into him. We'll get into him. But a stifle he is, uh, tower. Not even listed on the CBS app. <laughs> I love it. Well, Taylor, so so let's dive into this. The The thing that sticks out the most is that fourth quarter lasted about three and a half hours. If it would have went any oh longer, uh, the players in protocols would have gotten that protocols because the six days would have passed. <laughs> um, that's how long that fourth Man, quarter lasted for. It wasn't even just the fourth. Like, yes, the fourth quarter lasted forever. Um, but the refs had a hell of a time tonight. Yes. I mean, stoppage all over the place, trying to, you know, get the, get the, get the clock correct and trying to review calls. And, oh, did Lou um, get an and one? Does he have three shots or does he only have two? And just, oh, it was, yeah. a, it was a bit of a rough night for the refs all around. But Definitely. You know, I even saw exactly that right. the uh, play-by-play announcer in arena for the Sacramento Kings tonight fell ill at halftime and left. Oh, no. Uh, I didn't so, know that. So, yeah, j- just a whole lot. Um, Thunder take 36 free throws tonight in that fourth quarter it just seemed, it felt like a college basketball game in all mm. honesty where every drive was a foul um season high 36 yes uh, to the benefit to the of I, I think it might have been a season high for shea as well uh who took 17 free throw attempts 14 <laughs> of 17 from the line so let's start with shea taylor he goes okay. for 33 points five rebounds five assists only Jacob, one turnover i was shocked Shocked. Like seriously, I, I I I put this in our Slack. I even tweeted it. I thought this was arguably, I mean, again, um, always some recency bias. Um, certainly haven't had time to go through every single game of the season. But with that being said, I thought it was Shea's worst game of the season. We can dive into why. Uh, but with that being said, when I opened up, like seriously, it it was 
you know, typically I have my app up. I'm kind of following along with the game tonight. I was more so focused on the broadcast. So when we started our podcast or right before we did, and I pulled up my, my app, Shea has 33 points. I was shocked. And to your point, I mean, the, the reason that is 9 of 24 from the floor, but he was 14 of 17 from the line, mm-hmm. which that free throw line I was love. the game changer. Yeah. But that's why he had 33 points. Uh, I, I, I did think it was Shea's worst game of the season. Uh, and I'll let you kind of dive into it, but uh, I'm curious your thoughts as well. And I, I thought it was why. a horrible game for Shea until about the yeah. last six minutes of the game. Um, Even then, like, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was the free throw line, but there's a lot I want to talk about Shay. Um, you mentioned you, you said you thought it was his worst game of the season from the tip Taylor. I felt like Shay was very disengaged. I felt yep. like he was going at about 50%. Uh, he wasn't looked like he had no interest in moving around and playing defense looked like offensively. He kind of just was like, Oh, well, I guess I got to shoot the ball because none of these other guys are any good. Um, and this sound, I'm going to say this and this is going to sound weird. I don't know if this is going to resonate with anybody, with you, with any of our listeners. There was a point there in that third quarter where just, it was going bad for Shay and the camera panned to him and just the, the body language and the look on his face made me feel like he was in a bad mood. Maybe it's because he was missing shots, but you ever get in one of those bad moods, Taylor, where you're just like, man, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do anything. Um, and no, and you can, I, I you totally can feel agree. like you were like tanking the energy, like the vibes are, are bad because of you. I got that strong sense from shake tonight. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree completely. Um, I, I almost felt like in that third quarter, and then when he came back in that fourth quarter, it was almost like his vibes were so bad. I could be reading way too much into this, right? But like, it felt like Kenrich and Lou were kind of frustrated and like not swinging the ball to Shea and, and trying to like promote ball, ball movement because Shea was isoing so much that those two were trying to like, Kenrich was trying to bring the ball up the court so he could facilitate some sort of offense because maybe he felt like Shea was not. It just, the vibes of the team, obviously they're decimated by COVID. I right. I would be super anxious. Like, am I going to test positive? Um, <laughs> yeah. no, is my family going to test positive? You know? So like, I can, I totally get all of that. It just felt like the vibes were Who like are these way guys off. that I'm playing with tonight? Yeah. I've met like a couple times, maybe. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. See, uh, and I agree with you on, on almost all those points in re- regards to Shea, uh, especially with him being disengaged on the defensive end. We also, uh, you and I were on the podcast, this group podcast on Sunday night. We talked about him, um, you know, kind of being disengaged offensively when it comes to be uh, when he's playing off ball. Although Sunday night's game, he was better with that tonight, obviously terrible. Um, but like, I don't know. I almost felt that he was trying at the very beginning of the game, right? Very disengaged defensively to your point, very disengaged off ball, but was trying to be so aggressive on ball and just had no opportunity that he just wasn't even playing his game. Yeah. Like wasn't able to get to his rhythm. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wasn't playing within the rhythm of the offense. Wasn't finding other, wasn't relying on other players because he didn't feel like he could with so Mm -hmm. many of his guys out. Right. Even though a lot of them, we're playing fine. Um, he was just trying to force. That's wasn't very subjective what he was term. Going to. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, uh, you know, he, he just wasn't playing with none of the rhythm of the offense. Wasn't playing his mm-hmm. game. 
almost felt Russell Westbrook esque. I there. got that vibe. I definitely got that vibe. And, I, uh, and that's Shea so, that's a really hot term team. right now, Jacob. Like we need to be yeah. clear with what we're saying because I know there's a lot of hate on Russ. And obviously, uh, if for those on the live stream, to my I guess this is opposite due to the the the, the uh, camera, my left shoulder, um, Russell Westbrook back there hanging on my wall. Big Russ guy. I'm I'm not calling it quits on him yet. But with that being said, I, I just I didn't love Chase's body language. Didn't love how he played within the flow of the game. I think it kind of set a negative ter- uh, tone early. To your point, Jacob, and he just never really got out of that. In mm-hmm. fact, I even felt like Wilkes, uh, you know, played him long there in the third quarter, trying to get him going, and just got worse to the to the point that. You know, he got an one, which was great there towards the end of the third quarter, but he messed up his left hand. Thankfully, he's not shooting hands. We'll see if that pops up in the injury report. But um, just, I don't know, not a great game from Shea. I, I was very disappointed with how he forced, and to your point, his body language overall. Yeah. Um, somebody that we kind of view as a leader for this team and has and- been for the past couple of seasons, right? Let- and all of this is all this criticism is fair. Nobody's above criticism. We're right. not criticizing Shea because we think he's bad. Right. Because we think this, so this comes on, this comes on the heels of Shea winning Western Conference Player of the Week, averaging like 27, exactly. 7, and 7, uh, one and a half block, one and a half steals, at being effing phenomenal. Um, these types of games happen. And I think that's why I'm they so happen. critical of him tonight and was so early on, because I've been calling Shea like you know, borderline superstar so much over this season. Um, some of the plays that he's had, I mean, I think of the Logos Lakers shot, um, obviously the game winner that he had uh, against the Clippers, um, you know, and, and obviously the game before that against the Pelicans. And then we all know Graham's ridiculous three quarters court shot yeah. that he made. Um, so this is one of those games where I would have liked to see Shea. And, you know, I think he kind of tried to early on, right? Like like I mentioned, tried to take control and get it going offensively. Wasn't able to because, again, nobody's going to play defense on anybody else but Shea <laughs> when he's in the uh, situation that he is tonight with, with so many players and COVID protocols. And then Shea starts forcing, just kind of spirals downhill. It was just a little disappointing for me to see from Shea tonight. I think is what I'm getting at. Very fair. Um, I want to talk about a few other players for the Thunder. Uh, but first, I, I, I don't want to spend a lot on this, Taylor, but I do want to point it out because you and I talked during the game about this. Yep. Um, I would have a very hard time um, rationalizing somebody saying that anybody but Tyrese Halliburton was the best player on the court tonight. 100%. 24 okay, so- points, 9 of 14 from the field. 10 assists, two rebounds, a steal, two blocks. Um, Hallie's for real. Yeah, 100%. I was going to say that, and look, maybe this is a transition, and we don't transition right now to Aaron Wiggins. I thought Wiggins was honestly the, the best player for OKC tonight, but the best player on the floor was Halliburton, 100%. The, um, the Fox was block, blocking Shea's three, oh. making the layup, and then the next possession hitting a Coming transition down, three. That was incredible. That's like... That Big that's time. impressive stuff. Yeah, I mean He's Halliburton been their best player for the season. This is Halliburton is really, really, really. I loved him in that draft. Yeah, uh, he's good, man. Yeah. He is really good. So, Jake, I have a question for you because I was thinking this the entire game. Okay. Do you go ahead? Cause I don't know. I think Halliburton, especially what he's done this season. Are you about to ask me if, I sh- if you should trade Fox and 
build around yeah, for Simmons instead of, and, and keep do it. Halliburton. Yeah, and have I would Halliburton do it. and Simmons. And that's kind of how I feel as well. Obviously, I'm not watching Kings games every single night. I'm not going to pretend that I am, but I am keeping tabs on all of that right on a nightly basis. And I mean, there's just from what Kings fans are saying. We follow a bunch of Kings fans. There's a Kings fans. Uh, King Pulse is a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Halliburton's been the best player for the Kings this season. Definitely. And it um, showed tonight. The Kings just need a culture <laughs> shift. God bless yes. Alvin Gentry's soul. That man is going to drink himself into an early grave coaching that team. I mean, he was. <laughs> he didn't look good. They almost lost to this Thunder team who were down like six players, started two two-way players. Uh, I, I mean, it, uh, it's just the Kings are bad. Th- this game it was told bad. me so much more about the Kings than it did about the Thunder, Taylor. That's a great point. Um, if it so weren't for Halliburton more. and if it weren't for, um, why well, am I going? Buddy oh, Hill. Harrison Barnes. Oh, Harrison, <laughs> I mean, Harrison Hills, Barnes. Nah. Uh, Harrison, Harrison Barnes was great tonight. 17 points. Buddy Heald had 21. I didn't realize that. Buddy Heald had 21. Uh, yeah, he, he, <laughs> was, he he's a bucket else. getter for sure. Yeah. Uh, De'Aaron Fox tonight, 4 of 17 for 12 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 turnovers. Not a great night for Gross. Fox. Yeah. I would uh I would trade Fox if I were them. Um but they need they need a culture setter there. Absolutely. Like, they need someone who will they needed a Cade Cunningham type guy. Absolutely. No, sorry, I distracted us and made us go down a, a King's rabbit hole. Um you mentioned obviously Halbert being the best player on the court, but I mentioned Aaron Wiggins being the best player for the Thunder. What are your thoughts on Wiggins, w- Wiggins was awesome tonight. Five of eight from the field. Uh, 14 points, five rebounds, one steal, one block. But those numbers don't really do him justice. At the start of that third quarter, Taylor, that man was everywhere. I think he had three or four deflections that finally culminated in that steal and dunk. Um, that was awesome. Cuts to the basket. He had that sweet put-back jam. Oh, my um, gosh. That was, that was like the highlight of the night. He that had a awesome. really – there late in the game, I think it was in the fourth quarter, had a really nice like – drive where he took his first step and kind of paused for a second, used his body on a second step to kind of bump his guy out of the way and then just had a little floater and one. Um, I, I said this on Sunday night. I'm going to say it again tonight. Don't count your eggs before they hatch. Wiggins looks great, but he's a two way guy that he's not appearing on any scouting reports. There's a chance Presti has found another Lou Dort type of guy late in the draft that just pans out and is incredible uh, and is a great role player. I'm not going to count those eggs yet. There's a chance he's a Teo Maladone as well, you know, but I think he's been very impressive. So here's why I push back and disagree a bit, okay, but also right. like understand where a lot of people are coming from. Um, when I'm praising Aaron Wiggins and saying, like, for example, when you and I did the podcast on Sunday night for Monday's podcast, and I, I both of us agreed, and I talked about how a lot of things that Wiggins are doing translates um, on a game-to-game basis. Again, we saw that again tonight. Obviously, he's not going to have 14 points or 24 points like he did on Sunday night's game every single game uh, moving forward in his career. But all the things that it, it a lot of that is due to the team that he's playing on and the opportunities being given. I think those things continue to translate. So when I'm praising Wiggins, I don't want you all to think that I'm thinking he's going to be the ultimate three and D player. Like, no, for sure. I get that. Think of like, you know, Wes Matthews before his injury. Um, and I know you do. 
I, I mean more so for like a lot for of the things listeners. I'm on Twitter, right? Yeah, it, listeners, but also like when I'm th- singing on like Thunder Twitter, when I'm praising him, I'm not saying. So like to my point, you all know how very highly I think of, and all of us think of Kendrick Williams. I think Kendrick Williams is very close to his ceiling. I think there's a, a good possibility Aaron Wiggins, you know, next couple of seasons maybe progresses to where Kendrick is at, which isn't in I, my I think a huge gap. I like think there's kind of those kind of players, right? Yeah, and like, I, so I think a good Aaron. ceiling for Aaron Wiggins is like a Kenrich Williams, right? And it, and I also think it's fair to say that as much as I love Kenrich and hope he's a part of this team long term, or they get a very good return for him this season, that he's close to his ceiling, right? As much as highly yeah. as I think of he's 27, right? Is so that's my point, right? Like I, I mean, can Wiggins praise Kenrich too, a lot, so. or sorry, uh, I can praise Wiggins a lot tonight. I can play uh, praise Kenrich a lot this season without thinking they're going to be the next like three and D like sought after player that everybody in the league wants. Like they're just maybe solid three and D players and uh, we can praise them without people listening to us or people on Twitter think we're overreacting to Aaron Wiggins. Yeah. Being he had a good guy. And we should say as much. Right. Right. You know, but right, you also right. have to have the context along with that. For exactly, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Totally get it. Totally get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on to um, a couple of other players. I think we should probably talk about. Um, don't want to spend next, the next Rudy Gobert. I don't want to spend a ton of time. Well, <laughs> let's go there. Let's go to Sar. Um, Twelve minutes. He's a twenty-two-year-old kid. Taylor. The biggest thing I took away from him is he wants to block everything at the rim, which is nice. Which is great. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say there's something there, but I I think he moves very fluidly for a seven-foot big man. Most seven-foot big men, I don't know how to explain it besides they run like they're trying to hold in a fart. Uh, they run like uh, they Baby have like a, a broomstick <laughs> is like halfway up their ass. Uh, he runs very fluidly. He moves very fluidly, which leads me to believe that he could be pretty decent like switching out and guarding out on the perimeter or hedging more on pick and rolls instead of sinking uh, just because of the fluidity of his 
of his movements. Uh, I thought that was interesting. That's really all I got for the kid. I mean, he's played a yeah. lot of G League minutes. Uh, he's a 22-year-old. Um, I don't think he's ever – he's not like a Moses Brown type guy that's going to have like crazy production and get get the call up. Uh, I think he's going to play out his 10-day and go back to the, the G League, and that's where he's going to play out the rest of his season. But you can see why the Thunder are interested enough to have him in their G League program. Couldn't agree more. And I think the only thing I have to add there is um, not a four-year or a two- or three-year like Kentucky kid. Um, he actually transferred from Wake Forest to Kentucky, but played a year with Calipari in Kentucky. We know how highly um, Presley be a certain college programs, Florida being one of them. Kentucky being Florida, another Kentucky one of Gonzaga. Them. He loves and Gonzaga state. being the, right. Exactly. Exactly. So just worth mentioning for him, uh, probably why he's getting a run to your point with the blue. Yep. Uh, Lou Dort, inefficient night. He's on a, on a little bit of an inefficient run. That's not a big deal. Bit of a uh, five of 15 from the field, two of seven from three, seven of seven from the free throw line. He had 19 points. Uh, Roby existed. Yeah. Paul Watson existed yeah <laughs> um not i mean there's Paul not a lot some good plays defensively right but like that's yeah. all that's all i'm going to give him there gabby um, got got dusted off came in uh had a really five good points. first quarter yeah for the like couple minutes he played and that was all he did <laughs> i uh maybe the last player we'll talk about real quick taylor um i know after the, his last game thunder fans were oh has he found something no 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 Teo Maladone tonight, 22 minutes, six points, one of eight from the field, zero 22. rebounds, one assist, one turnover. I think you uh, fit out there for a second. 22. It sounded like you said only two. <laughs> oh, 22 minutes, 22. six points, one of eight from the field, one of five from three, uh, zero rebounds, one assist, zero steals, zero blocks, one turnover, a team worst, minus 19. Um, it was bad. And it was kind of what we've seen. I don't want to give up on the kid this early. I just, a lot of people, I don't know if it's a lot of people, certain people uh, get very upset whenever uh, I sing the praises of Alexei Pokashevsky, but then um, don't sing the praises of other players when they say, oh, well, Poku shooting such a worse percentage and this and this Basically. and this. Right. When you watch guys play basketball, you can just kind of see stuff that a stat sheet and a percentage and analytics won't tell you, right? It's called eye test, you, and it, it yes, is a real thing. Yes, you can see a lot of stuff that Poku does that if he can put it all together, it can be special, right? Not saying you he see, can put it all together, but exactly. if he were to, it's exciting. I agree. If the eye test was graded on an A to F level, like... Teo gets a below an F. He gets like a Z. Like it's man. I don't want to like crap on the kid. Cause I'm sure he's a great kid. He works mm-hmm. his ass off. He grinded in the summer league. He grinded over summer. He got bigger. He, he just doesn't do much of anything. You know, like he puts no pressure on the defense whatsoever. Um, they basically treat him like he doesn't exist out there. He's not shooting well at all. Um, it, it's player. not like he makes um, makes plays for others. Like it's like he'll take he'll come off a screen and there will be an open lane and he'll take one dribble in and then immediately like try to move it. It's 
you remember how we talked a lot about how Steven Adams was so unselfish that it was almost a detriment to the team because he couldn't make other pl- defensive players commit to him so we he could pass and, and create offense? Yep. That Steven Adams' unselfishness was almost a detriment? It's Teo has some of that as well, except he's nowhere near the player Steven Adams was. He doesn't have anything that makes him effective on either end of the floor. Like, if I were to say, like, what's Lou Dort's? NBA skill. You would immediately say defense, right? What's right. Shea's NBA skill? Um, there's a lot of them, but driving Shot to the basket, the and big right one. What's Giddy's NBA skill? It's elite court vision and shot right? creation. What's Aaron yeah. Wiggins' NBA skill? Well, he's a really good defender and he's very aggressive. He knows when to cut. What's Teo Maladone's NBA skill? There's not one. <laughs> there's not one. It, right. it, it's like. Right. He does a whole lot of stuff like at a little bit higher than G League level, but he doesn't do anything good enough to like be a rotational NBA player. And again, I feel like I'm shitting on the kid and I don't want to to do that like to that person. But as I just, a player, I, I, don't, I, I just I don't think he's an NBA player. And it's it's a good tonight was a good game. To continue to throw him out there, see what you have. Again, Pressy preached about this. We preached about this on this podcast throughout the season. It's all about player evaluation um, and kind mm-hmm. of setting the baseline, it's seeing what you have in some of these players. Jacob, I think even next year we see a shakeup with some of this roster. Um, oh, yeah. Begin to you have forward. to. Right, right, right. You don't have exactly. the numbers. I mean, we're talking about and he's going to be the odd man out with a with a an extension coming up. And um, yeah, right. And I think a couple of seasons from now, we see, I think, to your point, you know, Teo continues to get burned with the blue next season. He probably doesn't see the floor for the Thunder a lot. Two seasons from now, Teo might not be with the Thunder at all. Yeah, I'm with you completely. I think that's fair. And there's a lot um, of there's a lot of players like that. I mean. Let's go ahead and talk about Ty Jerome really quick. Yeah, I was about to say Ty Jerome, 15 minutes tonight, two I points. He was awful. <laughs> one of four from the field. And he I, was I bad like too. Ty. But when you look, watch those two players play. That's a good point. Ty Jerome was so much more effective on the basketball court tonight. He right? actually handled the ball and created for others. He was very one. aggressive. He drives to the basket. He wants to shoot. He wants to set guys up. He's fearless going in there into the trees and trying to make stuff happen. When you watch those two guys play, neither of them were good, but Ty was so much more effective. Yeah. Just I is just, what it is. I continue to think about Ty as a trade candidate and a long-term piece for this team. But to your point, Teo's neither of those things. Yeah. All right, Taylor, before we get out of here, after the Thunder lost tonight, they are down to the fourth best lottery odds. Uh, that would give them a... Uh, 12.5% chance at number one overall and a 48% chance at a top four pick. Uh, the LA Clippers tied Ooh. for the 17th best lottery odds. They are tied with the Washington Wizards at 17 and 17, 500. Um, the Lakers are knocking on their door at 17 and 18. Dallas at 16 and 17. That Clippers pick, they've lost two in a row now. We talked about this on Sunday, Taylor, but the Thunder might have something there with that Clippers pick. Paul George not coming back for probably about another month. Uh, if that, uh, trying to come back from a, a tendon sprain in your elbow, yeah. and you use your elbow a lot when you play basketball. Your he, elbow gets hit a lot when you play basketball. Shoulder, but 
I, I continue to think about, and not to just derail us here on this post game, but I continue to think about like PG when he was with the Thunder. It was shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we are not taking. We, I, I am not considering his his. His leg snap. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. But he had an injury problems in Indiana. Pace, exactly. It's just exactly, kind of exactly. Some guys' bodies just don't hold up as well. You know, exactly. A little more fragile. So, uh, hate that for PG, but it may end up being the icing on the cake for the OKC Thunder. If you stayed up to watch this game tonight and you are uh, upset, don't be. It's all part of the plan. Right, not the not the COVID stuff, not part of yeah, the plan. The losing's the part of the plan. Stuff. The losing's <laughs> part of the plan. It's okay. We will be back with you guys again tomorrow, uh, less than 24 hours from now, as the Thunder take on the Phoenix Suns. Our guy Nick Crane has that post game. Probably good because Nick is the only non-OU fan on the podcast, and the Thunder <laughs> play the Phoenix Suns at the same time that OU will be playing Oregon. So kind of a perfect game for Nick to cover. You guys have a great Wednesday. We will be back with you, like I said, within 24 hours. Until then, and as always, Thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.